Welcome to Well Played, a podcast on all things playful and joyous. The Well Played group is made up of educators passionate about making learning immersive and fun. Today, for the first time ever, episode 35, we're bringing in two guests at the same time. And we are lucky to be having both with us Adam Powley and Carrie Bacham. I know, like, we should probably just pause for a moment here and just. <laughs> Be like super excited. If you need to like pause, audience, and just like take a breather, because you're just about take it in. Take it in. Your mind is about to be blown. Um, today we're going to be chatting about how games develop relations both in and out of the classroom, and I just think it's going to be super awesome having the two of you on here. Because actually, through all of our own independent games, our relationship kind of developed over the years. So really, couldn't think of better people to have on here. So. But before we do that, let's introduce ourselves for those new listeners who just happen to be discovering Well Played. <laughs> well, hi, I'm uh, Adam, and uh, I am an American history teacher in South Carolina, and uh, I work at the Early College High School. I'm also the host of uh, Hashtag XPLAP Camp, uh, a slow chat that's tied in with the XPLAP world. And he does a fantastic job. Does. And I'm Carrie Bauckham. I'm a 6th, 7th, and 8th grade special education teacher in the northwest suburbs of Illinois. And a fantastic YouTuber. Oh, thank you. <laughs> you. You must check out her new channel. And by the way, Adam is a prolific blogger on gamification. He is. So make sure you connect there. I'll put both links to your show and your uh, blog in the show notes below. Thank you. So, like, let's dive in. I mean, I think we all probably have stories we could talk about, you know, little memorable moments in our games where we felt like, you know, relationships were built. But I guess before we get there, I just want to zoom out to 30,000 feet on this question about games and how they build relationships. I mean, do, do you all agree that you feel, even in your classroom, classroom games, uh, that that's that's true because I think clearly like games board games card games bring people around the table do you, do you feel like our classroom games do a similar thing uh, I, I certainly do I, I have had um, a push this year to try to become more involved with my students uh, getting to know them better uh, having better relationships with them and my first instinct was to let's play some actual games right off the bat Um it's been a push in the district, and I wanted to really take charge on that. Uh, so we started playing games, and one of the first games that I started playing was a very simple game. We had three balls. Um, I only had one ball to start with. We stood up in a circle, and we just you said your name, and then you threw the ball to somebody, and we kept that pattern. So if I threw it to Jim and Jim threw it to Sally, right, we'd Tim, Sally, and we'd just kind of keep the pattern going. And then about halfway through, I'd throw in a second ball, and they'd all go crazy. And then... About halfway through that, I throw in a third ball, and things are just going crazy. Um, and they don't realize it, but I know how to pay attention to the ball. And I'm listening to their names, and I'm I'm learning how they say their own name, which I think is incredibly important in the classroom, um, especially now that you know we're we're expanding our cultural base. And I think being able to say a student's name the right way is so important. Uh, so that was one of the first games that got me thinking about these relationships and and how we can build them better in the class. That's awesome story, and I love uh, just sort of the power of really that team building, how you were able to pull out of that, 
you know, kids' names, but also you created sort of a laughable, fun moment for everyone too, new students and old students, because I think sometimes we forget we want to skip that name game kind of thing at the beginning of the year because we're like, ah, I'll figure it out, you know, this I don't mm -hmm. need to do this like silly like little elementary school game but like we forget that someone in that room is just new to the district and doesn't know any of those kids <laughs> you know what well, i have 100 i have 100 students they're all together their entire you know 9 through 12 and you kind of assume that they all know each other's names uh, you'd be amazed how many kids don't know the other you know students that they're in classes with so i thought that was really important too yeah nice how about you carrie um we don't play a lot of board games in my classroom. The the game itself, you know, <clears throat> is just this huge layer. We've talked about that a lot over my game, over the classroom. But when I think about um, games and relationships in my classroom, I think about how um, when we onboard our kids into our game, um, how we're instantly building this relationship with our kids where we're bringing them into this world and asking them to do things that are far out of their comfort zone. I mean, if they've never been in a gamified classroom, and so, like, from, from the first week of school, there's this instant relationship of trust that's built when we ask students to come with us on this journey. And I feel like just them trusting us in our game that we're asking them to do things that they don't, they're not sure about. They don't know what's going to happen. Um, they could be scared, but they never really are. We're asking them to take this huge leap into this thing with us. And just that small, um, that small thing that we ask them to do instantly creates this new dynamic in our classroom that uh, creates a relationship that I don't think we had before. Yeah, no, I agree. I think for me, I don't play too many games in class. There's a few times I do, and I run a game club. So I mean, games are all around me. But as far as my class answer, if I was to say it, I'd agree with you, Carrie, that like the layer of game I put over my class um, definitely builds relationships i think the reality is the difference between my gamified class versus my traditional class before is there is an authentic reason that these kids are bonding like they're they're, they're overcoming challenges together they're defeating monsters and bosses together right but like even those kids that don't totally buy into the game they can't help but grow closer to the people that are around them and uh, I mean, I think that that's just games do a wonderful job bringing in the sort right. of the humanistic side of each other. Like you're, you're, yeah. you're, you're making connections with people. Yeah. The word that kind of came into my mind, Carrie, was uh, you're, you're asking them to take risks. Right. Mm -hmm. And and we, we keep talking a lot in education these days about, you know, we need to promote risk taking behavior. Um and it's hard to ask a kid to take a risk when it's a grade, you know, it's hard to ask, you know, tell a kid that, um, you know, try something new on a project when they know they can get a 100 on a project if they just kind of do the, you know, the, the volcano erupting project. Um, but if that's, we give I them mean, an opportunity that, through the game, that's a good one, though. It is. It is. <laughs> I mean, like My kids love the baking soda. <laughs> yeah. Like, just admit. No, but we get I mean, we get it that like to, to, to step outside oh, yeah. and take that risk when that grades on the line there's no there's nothing that actually incentivizes it like why why take the risk like if i if i'm going to get the a and it's actually easier to do because we know exactly how to make the volcano explode hmm. yeah you make a good point so if we're asking well, to take risks in a group i mean that that creates that camaraderie too yeah well, i just, adam said go ahead michael no no you go ahead carrie 
No, I just, I mean, Adam said authentic, like, you know, and other classes that aren't gamified, um, the risks that they're taking may have to be produced or, you know, created in this, in this a lesson, but in a gamified classroom, the, the level of, or the opportunity for risk-taking is just, it's just, it's inherent. It doesn't have to be created or developed. It just comes with the game. And that is also really, um, I think more special and that helps in relationships also. Yeah. So, okay. Like let's, let's dive in then. So like, where have we all seen relationships get bigger or build because of our gamified classes? Well, I have uh, a couple of examples. Uh, I've, I've been kind of diving into this boss fight thing recently. Yes. And I, I, and <laughs> I, I, I so much want to see what everybody else is doing. Uh, so if anybody wants to post links, I, I want to steal from you. Um, so go to XP Lab Camp or XP Lab and post those examples. Um, but I try to make my boss fight a cooperative game, kind of like Pandemic or some of the other games that are out now. Uh, so if one team loses... If one team dies, they all lose. Um, and my my latest tweak has been only one group can be the healer, the medic, and only one group can have sort of like the big attack. Um, so it forces them to sort of interact with each other and to uh, think about protecting each other and to help each other out. Um, and it's been really neat to see how they're taking kind of each other under their wing. So if one group doesn't know the answer, like everybody is staring at the and just begging them to get it right. Um, it's, it's been interesting to see that develop. Nice. Uh, boss battles are flat out awesome. I'll say that I'll build on to that. Boss battles this year for me, my students just like together love. I mean, it just produces an excitement that's palpable. Um, lots of game mechanics can come to life in a boss battle. You can have items and power-ups that you get to use. Um, I run mine a little different than Adam. Sometimes my boss battles, they're all fighting one boss. So sometimes up on the screen, I just put like, bam, this is the guy that you're all fighting. But other times, um, I actually pull out several bosses. I've made like, I don't know, like 35 different bosses now. And I printed them all off on paper. And like, sometimes I lay out, I have four tables. I lay out four of them and say like, you know, boom, we're met with these guys. And I let this them collaborate on which table should fight which boss. So then they start to look at like what strengths they have, what items each table has. And they're like, oh, you guys would be better suited you know, to battle this boss. And then I just do my review where I ask a question and each table has to answer it. And then they just write it down and then they reveal their answers and then they're all either hitting the boss or not hitting the boss based on answering. But, I mean, true enthusiasm, true, like, cheering on other groups. Like, when one of the groups finishes a boss, they can, the other group that's done can, like, come help another team. And, like, they they really, like want to help out the the weakest team it's not just like that you're my buddy so let's go over to jim's group like mm -hmm. ah, it's just it's awesome to see and like true high fives i mean like when you when they when they win this thing it is not manufactured at all i mean like these guys the smiles on their faces the cheers the excitement um and ultimately like it what did they do i mean they like they beat a guy on a piece of paper like it's right. you know but Clearly, like, the, 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 the excitement of a game just conjures up emotions that I don't think get evoked other in, in just a traditional classroom. 
it becomes a real experience. Agreed. How about you, Carrie? Well, I we just I just posted on my wall my first side quest, so we have not yet ventured into boss battles. I'm still doing my research on that, but um, we do a ton of mini games in my classroom. I love I have a slight obsession with mini games, um, but I love to just see, like you said, um, you know, they're they're not when the, my students don't are on teams because I have so few students. They're they're really working as individuals. Um, but to watch them cheer each other on when they're actually competing against each other, but to see each other find just that pure joy, like you said, in each other's victory, or when the student levels up and their lightsaber color changes to have a student come over and congratulate them um, because they're just proud or they want to see, or they're curious to see how, you know, it's competition, of course, but just to see how the other person did that, or to see when we play our Monopoly board, the students just kind of, um, without being asked, kind of come over to the board and watch each other play just because they're curious about what's happening and they want to be involved in each other's experience. Um, you know, that that's not something through a team building activity or a home base thing that we're forcing kids to do. This is just because they really care about the game and they care about each other. And um, it's just, it becomes more natural, I think. And I really like that. Nice. Yeah, I had a similar experience with my rankings uh, when a, a student can choose to take the test and rank up um and we have a little reward ceremony and uh the first time i did that i was kind of expecting kind of like eh, just kind of people going through the motion uh but there was legitimate spontaneous clapping that started <laughs> and it's like i finally got a, a video of it um where these kids were just they understood what it took to get through that level and all of a right. sudden they're like they're cheering each other on i was actually a little surprised by that yeah. that's that's awesome i know uh kind of on that like the ceremonial piece of things um, Carrie, I know last year you mm -hmm. tried, um, kind of this end of the year wrap up. Um, and I think I, I've done that for a couple of years now. That was your first, right? First, Doing that one? yep. And like, I want you to sort of retell that story because I think that encapsulates this entire podcast. I totally forgot all about that. You're so, you're right. So we, the end of the year wrap up, I took all the pictures that I had taken throughout the whole school year and just made up a slideshow um, with the intent of just reminding the students of where we had come from and where we had gone. And um, I was also going to reveal the winner of the game too. And so it ended, um, so I'm showing the slideshow and the smiles that you see from all these moments that they remember how games bring, you know, they connect us with experiences and the experiences bring us joy and so much fun. And um, we get to the end and we reveal who the winner is. And there were like a bunch of us that were pretty teary. Like I was teary. There was a couple of the girls in the class were all teary. And then um, we revealed the winner and the winner ended up, she was absent that day, which I felt <laughs> bad for. I love it. <laughs> but we were all <laughs> just at the end though, to just watch everybody and nobody cared that they didn't win. Like this is the other thing that, you know, we all know, right? Like people will be like, well, what do they get for winning? My kids get a little poster sized thing on the wall, you know, but that moment when I got to see half of my class in tears and the boys were, you know, they were, they were happy too. My teaching assistant and I were like, Oh my gosh. <laughs> and they're, but because we're all so happy because by taking them from one moment and showing them their journey, we had a chance to show them how much growth they had. We talked about how many points had been there out the whole game, how many Jedi credits, and they were all, you could just see them just bubble up with pride. And it wasn't because one person had earned all these things. They had earned them all together, even though they didn't impact each other's outcome in the game. 
um, their performance together, that's what made a, a big difference. And I didn't expect to get so overwhelmed by um, how much joy that this one thing that I could do in my classroom could bring a kid, a student, a group of students. That's awesome. Yeah, what a great yeah, story. Yeah, pretty cool. Um, and I love to kind of the intentional like walk through of the game and how that while you think about it, like you think you're going to announce the leader, you think it's going to be very focused on a single student. Um, the reality is seeing all those pictures only reinforces the, the data that you're talking about. So when you say like, man, you guys reached whatever it was, you know, 20,000 points or whatever, you know, you don't get to 20,000 points because, you know, Karen won the game. You get to 20,000 points because you all, you know, participate. You all defeated right. some bosses. You all, like, whatever mechanics you have. But it it is such a group, you know, quest that we're sending them on this this entire year, this adventure. Um, and it's just, a, it's just so fun, that end date. I, like, have that discussion because... I do that every year, and I just I love it. And I'll be honest; I'll put it here on the podcast. Everybody, well played. You can make fun of me, but I get <laughs> I get teary eyed. Like I can't help but get teary when you see the pictures, and you just you're so proud of what they did, and 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 it's sad. It's like it's also ending. You know, like you these kids. You just feel like for me because I send them on to seventh grade. Like man, like they're so they're so awesome. They're so like. And you're so proud of where they've come and what they do. Yeah, there's not, nothing to be ashamed of with that. I, uh, <laughs> I, that's, I, I tell people that a lot, that the, they, the, that's one of the things that they never teach you in college is that um, for a year you build these relationships and you get to know these kids so, so well. And then at the end of the year, it's just like you send them off. You're, uh -huh. you're pushing them out of the nest and you might see them every once in a while and come back, but uh, it, it's a hard thing to do. I find myself getting teary around April, May. Uh, part of it's my kids' birthdays, but uh, you know, like I think uh, I think Frozen came out like around then at one point. And I was like, the "Let It Go" song. I was just it was crazy. So, no shame. No shame. That's awesome. But you know, on point to the podcast. Like, if you're listening to this and you haven't gamified, I mean, I just hope you just take for a moment and listen to the three of us, like you know this is more than just badges this is more than just points like this is more than just playing games like i think this podcast is is what i always try to like sell people on because it's about relationships it's about authentic connections it's about them seeing themselves and the others that they they're shoulder to shoulder with in a different light and i think all of our games do that uh and it's it's the thing about gamification that I don't think those bloggers, you know, or the news gets. You know, they just they just glom onto this like, oh, they're just giving badges to kids. You know, I don't think that's going to revolutionize education. It's like, no, that that won't. You are correct. That is just <laughs> that's just a a sticker. You know, like no, like a new type of sticker is not going to revolutionize education. But changing what happens in those walls of school to being this authentic, risk-rich environment, you know, that challenges individuals and groups and builds relationships, that will revolutionize school. Mm -hmm. It's like Mario says, here we go. 
Here we go. That's good. I like it. Well, and I think, you know, even for somebody listening who hasn't started the journey for gamification into gamification, I think even just chronicling your experiences, whether you share them on our Twitter or not, but chronicling where you've come from and where you've gone and then taking moments to to celebrate your students' experiences and really remind them of what they have done. I think that's also the real powerful piece in this too. It's it's more than just the game. Yeah. It, there's another level to it, layer to it. One, we've added. one thing I did to sort of help build relationships in my class is uh, I, I use, I put my students in groups. I call them guilds. And students over the years have commented that they really like the guild system because it, I keep them in their groups for mm, almost a whole quarter. Uh, and then in that quarter, I talk all about how to work as a team and how to play to each other's strengths, how to learn each other's strengths, take time to learn what, what are the assets your group has together. Um, and a lot of kids comment that they feel more connected and more part of something and that, you know, that they actually add something to their group. Uh, but like all that is, is just taking time to, to actually build those relationships between students um, cause I think before that, like sometimes you just give them a group project and you're like, work as a group, come on kids, work as a group, mm-hmm. <laughs> but like without the lessons, without the lessons, without the, the backbone behind it. And the, typically they're always new groups. So then it's like that right. a student who like, doesn't want to take the risk of getting, you know, the, the volcano back to the volcano. Like they're just gonna, I'll just do the project. I don't I don't want to waste any time figuring out what you're talented about and what you're talented about. I don't know if I can trust you. You know what I can trust? I can trust I can get it done. Right. So the having the longer guild times and then also intentionally taking some time to have each other learn from what what the strengths are of each really changes and again I see these relationships then even when we shuffle guilds they're still closer friends than they ever had been with almost the entire class because now they're still friends with some people from their old guild. They got this new guild they're learning and having a good time with. They're defeating these bosses, right? Their things are bringing them together. Um, it just It's an awesome, powerful classroom to be part of, a, a gamified one. Yeah, we're getting close to the end of the semester right now. And uh, all of my students, what I really think is interesting is they're sharing strategies um, kind of like a, I, yeah. a, there was a game years ago where um, it, it was called, um, I can't think of it, um, uh, Make It Rain, where all you did was you swiped like dollar bills across the phone. And it was the dumbest game. But I had these kids that were just for a month, they were so into it. Uh, and they were like sharing strategies on how to just get more cash. Uh, and I'm seeing the same thing happen now in my gamified classroom where um, students are saying, hey, did you find Pauli's card? Or here, use this card in this way and, and it's going to help you out in the long run. So just getting these kids to uh, talk to it. each other is so yeah. important that uh, strategizing yeah. really helps with those relationships too. Kids that normally would be sort of the outcasts because they're really into like Dungeons and Dragons or, you know, they they like dice games. Uh, people are actually seeking them out now and asking, what what, what should I do? What should so I do? How do I use this card? Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. How can I manipulate the rules? <laughs> right. That's awesome. So, well, that makes me think too. Like when you say like manipulate the game, um, well, not manipulate, but manipulate the rules. That makes me think too about how my classrooms changed. Like, 
you know, before I, I gamified, you know, I was pretty, you know, rigid and regimented in, in what I expected my students to do. You know, I ask you to follow direction, you follow direction. Um, and I'm, st- I mean, I'm still really structured because that's what my kiddos need. But um, being a game designer, having a gamified classroom also encourages like argument and encourages questioning and encourages like manipulation of things. And I kind of, that's kind of been really fun to watch in a nice, respectful way, but like in a really um, teaching them that they can question things and they can, they can manipulate things, but in a really, um, in a really genuine way to a person of like that to an adult um, is also really fun to watch. Like they can have a conversation and question you on your, on, on your game or try to twist and tweak things where I feel like in a, in a non-gamified classroom, I don't know that that always is um, happens or is welcomed as frequently well, as it is in our classroom, you know? Yeah, it's trying to nurture that kid that points out every typo on the screen. You're you're trying to say that that's okay instead of yelling at him every time. <laughs> or like the kid who asked me, like, so does this mean I can do this? And I go, I don't know. You know, like I tr- I'm like almost like try to convince me, does it? You know, yeah. and I would never have asked. I would never had you know asked a kid to draw out you know trying to convince me of something before um, I had items and gameplay and elements and things like that. You know, that's awesome. What yeah. I what I love about that story um i mean well i love the whole thing but what i what strikes me though is uh we we all know that the the greatest like determiner in a child's success in a classroom is their relationship between the teacher and themselves and what you're saying is the game is allowing more opportunities for kids to be inquisitive and playful because this isn't about their grade. This is about using a fun little item. This is about, should I go on the quest or should I take the risk to fly to that planet? And they're having that conversation with you and you get to be playful back because it's not their grade. It's not the right, it's not all those things. And you just end up entering this safe, playful space between you and the student. Like that's, I mean, here we go, Mario, right? Like that's, (laughs) That's a great way to put it. I, you know, I'd never thought about that. I, I talk a lot in terms of conferencing and blended learning, but uh, yeah, the idea of a, a safe place where a, an adult and a student can interact on relatively equal terms and uh, have a discussion. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that, I mean, we're done. That's it. That's <laughs> well, but I will say uh, it is already. Can you believe it? We're at. No, it's not. It wow. is. It is. It's crazy. It's awesome. Time Not only was it a mega pod, it's a fast pod. <laughs> yeah. I know, right? Dang. <laughs> um, so today, I mean, are you, are you guys ready? I mean, for the your favorite part, Michael. You're, you're it braced is. for it. All right. So we're going to I'm gonna read this quote to you guys, and I want you to see how it moves you in the spirit of today's uh, chat. And the quote is one of these I pulled off the internet and it is attributed to absolutely no one except the company that put it out. So <laughs> I have no idea who said it, but whoever did, and if you're listening. If it's on the internet, it was Abraham Lincoln. There you go. <laughs> there you go. I think it's in the Bible. <laughs> that, that thing says a lot. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Enough jokes. A true friend accepts you for who you are but also helps you become who you should be. Action. After you, Carrie. Oh, thanks, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> um, wow. 
Now I have to remember the quote. Um, and I got it. Um, I mean, friendships are all shut up. Stop laughing at me. Um, so, so it's hard um, to stop laughing at you when you tell me to stop laughing at you. Like that is just saying. Just saying. Um, no, I mean, true friendships. I mean. I think on one layer, having friends who get you and understand you and are there for you, that's, I mean, that's amazing as a friend um, to have. And I think we've all had those experiences, but I think there's a whole other level of friendship that comes when you have a friend who um, sees what you're capable of and encourages that in you and then is happy for you when you go after those things or um, helps push you along. And no matter what success you have or they have, the, you're in it together. And that, um, to me has always been, um, something that I've strived for in a friendship. And it's really, really hard to find. I've had several friendships that, you know, have been wonderful. And then when something happens, when one of us is working harder than the other, it just, it fades and that's really hurts. But to have friendships that endure, um, and want to see each other be their very best and then really stay the test of time. Um, those are really amazing friendships. Uh, I'm going to take her answer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That was really now, good, Carrie. Uh, <laughs> that was. That was, that was very good. Uh, the language of my friendships growing up was the language of games. Um, that was how I learned to communicate with people was we sat uh, not so much around the uh, the board games and playing playing games that way, but uh, video games. Uh, my best friend and I, we set up Madden Leagues, and it was just the two of us. It was before the internet and all that. Um, we would you know, draft players, and we'd you know do that. And my other friends, we would design Doom levels together and uh, have interactive play that way over our our. <laughs> our uh, dial-up modems that's how old i am um but that isn't i mean that's the true nature of a relationship is you grow together and you help each other become what you're supposed to be and i think that when a relationship stops doing that then that becomes problematic that uh, you tend to to move separately yeah. so yeah awesome so between those two they've covered it all <laughs> I don't think no, I no, 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 no. You have good you for you. Good for too. you. Yeah. Uh, so for me, I think in in respect to this conversation, um, what I love is I really, as a teacher, I always talk about to the students that my goal is to make them the best version of themselves, and sometimes that is out of sight for them that they don't mm -hmm. even know that that's a talent or an interest of theirs. They've never tried something like, so instead of giving up on that right away, like I want you to try this because I think it is something that's in your wheelhouse. Um, and I can't say that every time I get that right, <laughs> but um, it's always in the spirit of that. And I think that that's also another symbol of friendship, right? That like you are looking out for that in, in and for the other person. Um yeah. With, with nothing in return, right? Like it's just because you want this world to be a better place uh, and you think that this is the right thing for them. Uh, I think that's true for my friends personally as well as my friends in, in terms of my school and my colleagues yeah. and how I, how I view my relationship with my students. 
Uh, mm-hmm. So it's uh, that was a more difficult one to talk about than I had thought, but uh, <laughs> that was good. That's good. It was good. Well, you went in the middle. I mean, that's. So you started off strong, started off uh, and, and finished strong. Wow. He told us a sweet story from his childhood. His was awesome. It was. And by the way, I remember dial-up modems. and I do too. And uh, I can I, I might even be able to outdate you on this one. I had a 2800 baud modem. Wow. That's about as slow as they went, people. I, I tell my kids I grew up before the internet and they're just minds are blown. Yeah. So, <laughs> but how'd you watch Netflix? <laughs> my daughter's still trying to picture a world where everything's uphill no matter which way you come from. Oh, ex- <laughs> explain explain a card catalog to him someday. <laughs> oh, I do want to plug I, I should I want to plug the community too, because I wouldn't be where I am today if I hadn't stumbled across the uh, XP Lab chat at one point. Um, did learning sketch notes from Carrie and, you know, just learning about everything from, you know, so many people online. I, I think that it's helped me become a better teacher too. Oh, totally. Agreed. Yeah. I mean, the connect, being a without connected a educator without a doubt is pretty darn awesome. Yeah. Well, guys, that was awesome is Wi-Fi, but not. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And... <laughs> Oh, and a- Adam's having difficulty <laughs> connecting people. You can't hear him. He's, he's cutting it out. I'm sorry. Uh, all right, guys. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, it was a huge pleasure once again uh, today on Well Played. Carrie and Adam, you two are giants in both gamification, but I got to admit, I'm going to get a little sappy here. You're also kind of big in, in my hearts. Uh, I love chatting with both of you. Oh, yeah. oh, it was he a pleasure. A sign with his hand. He did. Let's uh, let's keep the conversation going. Um, for all you listeners out there, don't forget to check out explorelikeapirate.com for all sorts of more ideas, vlogs, blogs, podcasts. Uh, also, could do Carrie and I a huge favor. Subscribe to our YouTube channels. Um, lots of. Information being shared on those each week, pretty much. So check them out. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, do you guys want to give a send off? You too. Oh. This never... was a lot of. This is a lot of fun. <laughs> and uh, thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. No problem. All right, guys. Enjoy your week and play on. <laughs> <laughs>